Bruce Lawn. Shiny Happy People Episode 4 goes after Christian influencers? That has been the claim by the couple highlighted in the show, Paul and Morgan, uh, who put out a video sharing their inside journey of what it was like to be on this show. And of course, they were highlighted in episode four, if you guys don't know. Uh, I'm friendly with Paul and Morgan. We've done a few collabs here and there over the years. And I would encourage you guys to go see their video about it and their perspective on the situation. But I wanted to get into my perspective on episode four. Okay, so episode four, they get into the joshua's generation it's revealed that josh duggar did some heinous crimes that i can't go into detail right now because it get the video completely tanked and demonetized but more or less he did some uh, illegal things that got him uh multiple federal agencies came after him and basically got him uh sent to trial arrested caught sentence rightfully so for 12 years okay now the rest of episode four is where it starts being a bit interesting in a disingenuous kind of way. Okay, if you didn't watch my first breakdown of the series, Amazon Prime, number two series right now on their app, I talked about it yesterday. I talked about how the blind submission to authority creates systems where people aren't held accountable. I talked about how this notion that Many times Christians who seldom call out those in the conservative arm of the church, but they love to call out those who are in the liberal arm of the, the church or, or our own ecosystems and how uh, Honest Youth Pastor addressed this in his video and how a lot of times this stuff needs to be called out from within the Christian ecosystem so that Amazon Prime never has to do anything like this, right? I talked about uh, the Duggars, just terrible business practices, and I would say probably coloring outside the lines of legality in terms of kids not being compensated for being on show. So I talk about all that in episode one. You can go watch uh, on, on yesterday's video episode uh, up to episode three breakdown. You go watch all that. Okay, today we're going to specifically talk about episode four and everything that happens post the IBLP losing influence, everything that happens post Josh going to prison for some heinous crap, and how the rest of Christianity uh, was was framed, right? And, and really coming down on this show and if it gave Christians in general a fair shot. Because what happens in episode four is that the idea of fundamentalism kind of gets backdoored into any Christian that you're seeing wanting to pursue influence, wanting to pursue uh, status in government, wanting to go and use technology, wanting to overturn terrible laws like Roe v. Wade and believing in a Christian sex ethic. And all of that kind of gets lumped in to this IBLP toxic homeschooling curriculum. And it kind of creates this bizarre link to Christian influencers. Okay. Full disclosure, me and my wife homeschool. Uh, we don't use Christian curriculum. We just use the best curriculum we get access to. So if I have a dog in a fight, there's there's my dog. I think people should be allowed to homeschool their kids as they see fit. I don't see the point. If you have the means of why you would send your kids to school uh, for the majority of their waking hours, if you could provide uh, a better environment for them to learn at home. That's just my opinion. I'm not saying we we never send our 
kid away to school. But right now, that's what we do. We have an eight-year-old, we have a two-year-old, and you know, we enjoy the flexibility of it. Now, in Shiny Happy People, episode four, they go into this entire thing about the Joshua generation regurgitating the same talking points uh, as LB, IBLP, and the guys that were basically got taken down, the leader of this cult, and how people today are regurgitating the same type of information, and they specifically highlight Christian YouTubers Paul and Morgan, and ironically enough, tie it into a massive conspiracy that Christians are being uh, equipped and going in to government and doing things to change the laws so that Christian nationalism can reign supreme. And according to Paula Morgan, they sat down for a four-hour conversation with them and like, you know, a minute of the conversation was used and a bunch of clips of them kind of saying some things that are, that are you know, uh, I would say pretty, pretty, you know, outside of the lines of what most people would say is reasonable. They didn't go as far as denying dinosaurs, but you know, they were full on embracing young earth creationism, uh, that sort of stuff. Which, I, by the way, I disagree with them on, and we've had conversations about this on the channel, not with them, but uh, in terms of that, I've also publicly disagreed with them on a, on a plethora of topics over the years. Does that make them a part of this? problem does that make them and anyone who holds to more conservative theological positions like young earth creationism a part of the issue that this documentary is trying to expose and connect to modern day times that is the crux of the issue and this is how i would look at it when i saw this i heard verbatim the same exact talking points i hear all the time from people on the right with regards to people on the left attempting to corrupt, abuse, and indoctrinate kids. Same exact talking points. So the people, the conservative Christians, Bible-believing Christians, some would probably be a bit more fundamentalist, as in they take a hyper-literal view of all Scripture. They think Genesis 1 is a scientific reference of how the world began instead of maybe it's allegorical, right? Um, people who take a hyper-literal view of, of Scripture, fundamentalists, and neo-evangelicals, which is probably what I would be, where I, I'm, I'm not against science. I think dinosaurs were real. I don't necessarily need to take a strong position on how old the earth is. I don't think it's 6,000 years old, but that's 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 where I'm at, and there's others like me and some that, that are even more left of me with regards to some of these uh, debatable topics within Scripture. So when you're talking about that, I heard the same exact language used by the show that I hear people on the conservative end use towards the liberals. The same exact fear tactics, the same exact, there's an agenda by the Joshua's generation to go in and win back the uh, political system. And it's literally the same things we hear from people on the right that are connecting how the folks on the fringe left and the George Soros types are thinking multi-generationally and they want to indoctrinate. Literally the same exact type of thinking. It's ironic when both sides are using the same tactics to address both sides. It reminds me of the Spider-Man meme where you got three different Spider-Mans and they're all pointing at each other, right? It's like you have folks on the far left, which 
either don't know any other Christians or are intentionally being deceptive, like the documentary makers. And you got folks on the right that think everyone's out to get them. And they, too, are driven by fear and uh, borderline paranoia that NASA is trying to take advantage of you. And, uh, you know, the science is fake and all. Right. And it's like I like I've I've been to these pockets and circles and had these conversations with people. And I think it's a bit disingenuous for the showmakers in the way that they came at Paul and Morgan and lumped everybody in. Now, again, there's a lot of things I disagree with Paul and Morgan about. We've talked about these things publicly. We've talked about modesty. We've talked about purity culture. We've talked about, uh, I don't think we've ever talked about uh, creationism or dinosaurs, but there's all kinds of stuff we disagree on. And that's okay. But to lump them in with this, I think it was a bit unfair to do it under the guise of a four-hour interview where you only use a minute or two soundbite. It's Morgan literally just saying the wife's duty is to submit to the to the husband. Like, that's it, it wasn't a good look, right? But I think that was the point. And they did it under the pretense of, you guys are going to blow up after this. We want to show a more balanced view of these things. And all they did was a four-minute excerpt. Now, what is the solution to these sorts of things? Because I think it's important for Christians to be in the marketplace and to be in the uh, town center of ideas and engage. This is what I would. This is what this is. This is what I would have done. Okay, what I would have done personally is I would have said, okay, cool. I'll I'll do your guys' show, uh, with the caveat that I get to record all of it myself, and I have the right to release it if I feel like I was inaccurately portrayed. You, yeah, you guys can use whatever you want, but the, but 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 if this comes out and I don't like how it feels, well, guess what? I'm going to release the full conversation, and you won't have the ability to chop it up and make it look all crazy. We're gonna have the entire context of everything that was said put out so that you guys can't chop this up and 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 drive it to make whatever your agenda is. I think that's the way Christians need to go into enemy territory. And I'm now using enemy territory intentionally because these people were not trying to give a full, robust representation of Christianity and that there's all kinds of us on the spectrum that disagree to varying degrees. On top of which, positioning Paul and Morgan, and this is no disrespect to Paul and Morgan, but positioning them as if they are the apex of Christian influencers was also wild to me. The biggest Christian YouTubers is like Bible Project and Alan Parr, who I could probably assure you don't take all the same views that Paul and Morgan do, right? There's multiple other people they could have gleaned from, but to position them as this is the next generation of fundamentalist Christian influencers that are trying to take over the world and they're gonna come after your kids and take women's rights away and all that. It's like, yo, this is so goofy because... Paul and Morgan, they do fine and they have their audience and they do a good job, but they're not the apex of Christian influencers in the space. They've just recently rebranded and they're still getting their footing underneath them, right? So I thought that was also kind of bizarre to position them as like the apex of this entire face of Christian YouTube, right? And again, I think it could have been a much more robust, full representation of what Christianity is today. And not just positioning, you know, those folks over there, the Christian, white, evangelical, nationalists, on these sorts of things. They, they, they could have interviewed people that had a much more full, full uh, uh, view of what Christianity is. And I say all that to say, I don't think Paul and Morgan did anything wrong. Paul and Morgan really believe in the things they believe in, in the way they believe in them. We would have some minor disagreements and some things that we would have dialogue on, right? 
Uh, but I think uh, that's fine. I don't think they did anything wrong. I think they were misportrayed, and I think that was foul. And I think that the 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 documentary here showed their hand. If you're going to show people who take more, I would say, hyper-literal views of Scripture, that's fine. At least give them somewhat of a good faith representation in these sorts of conversations. Now, I know I've opened a can of worms and you guys are going to say, ah, Ruslan, whoa, 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 why are you mad at young earth grace? I'm, I'm not mad at young earth grace. I don't care what you believe, right? My only issue with regards to that sort of stuff is when we take non-essentials and we make them the litmus test and the qualifying question on if you think someone is within the lines of orthodoxy. We got to do better of that in the Christian space. And this is what I mean. There are people that will hit me in DMs and ask me very specific qualifying questions on fill in the blank. What is your view on creation? What is your view on tongues? What is your view on deliverance? What is your view on women in ministry? What is your view on this? And these are all non-essentials as far as I'm concerned, right? When we start getting into the bodily resurrection of scripture, uh, excuse me, the bodily resurrection of Jesus, the authority of, of scripture, is Jesus the only way to God, right? The early creeds. Those are the essentials of the faith. We need to major on the majors and not major on the minors. And I think this is a fault of, of fundamentalism. I think because fundamentalism will take their hyper views of whatever they think are essentials and they'll say everyone else is out. And and that and from my understanding, that's not what Paul and Morgan are on. Paul and Morgan have uh, would never say that I'm not a brother in the faith, though we've had some public disagreements. Paul Morgan would never say Alan Parr is not a brother in the faith. Paul Morgan would say, yeah, we have some disagreements on, on certain things, but I think we still fall within the lines of orthodoxy and we, you know, we believe the best about each other. And so anyway, if you guys want to hear uh, a, a different perspective on this stuff, check out my interview with Inspiring Philosophy, who, if I'm honest with you, is substantially way more left than I am on those specific topics. And I wish that the creators of Amazon Prime would have highlighted a voice like that. Yet, I believe Michael Jones, Mike Jones from Inspiring Philosophy, does an amazing job of still coloring within the lines of what we will call historical and orthodox Christian belief. All right. So I'll have that linked up somewhere over here or in the pinned comment. Check out that full conversation. You might be shocked. You might be challenged, but it's okay. I think you can handle it. I think Christians need to do a better job of critically thinking and being challenged about some of these non-essential views uh, so that we can't be the ones that are always created to look as, as characters in these situations. So anyway, those are my thoughts on it. Let me know what you think. If you want to go the extra mile, partner with us to help us continue contextualizing the gospel uh, on YouTube through podcasts and live streams and interviews, all that sorts of stuff. Consider partnering with us. Become a premium subscriber for $5 a month. You get access to daily after-party streams, podcasts before they go early, Discord access, so much more. And you help keep us independent so we never have to take a brand deal and make goofy commercials like these. Our friends at GenuCell Skincare have exciting news to celebrate in 2023. Using Manscaped during my showers after workout has given me much more confidence. And that's where Mudwater comes in. True Classic has got your back. All thanks to the sponsor of today's video, SayMine.com. Established titles is your opportunity to earn the title of Laird or Lady. Object credit approval rates range from 7.99% APR to 19.99% APR included 0.50% auto pay discount. If you don't want us to make ads with brands you don't care about, Sign up for our online community for as little as $5 a month to keep us independent and ultimately answering to you as our boss. You get all sorts of benefits like daily replays of our after-party streams, exclusive access to our Discord community, and early access to our podcast 
interviews, all starting for only $5 a month. King Stream Entertainment. Bruce Lawn.